go get an update on Michigan Spring scrimmage, I guess, game, you could call it, last Saturday at the Big House, Clayton Safey. From the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders is standing by on the Meyer guest line. How you doing, Clayton? Doing well. What's going on? Uh, your thoughts on what transpired at the Big House. What were the highlights? What was something unexpected, predictable? And what do you think Harbaugh and his staff took from what fans had a chance to witness this past Saturday? Yeah, well, it was definitely a spring game. Uh, some sloppiness, some guys that didn't play, if you have anything minor. I mean, no sense of putting them out there in live action. So I thought Michigan did a good job managing that. But uh, five turnovers in the game, I thought that was uh, you know definitely something that stood out. J.J. McCarthy throwing a pick on a, a really bad throw, which was surprising to see over the middle early on in the game. He got off to a little bit of a slow start, and then I thought he – Settled in. They let him stay in the entire first half uh, per his request, I believe. And uh, he led a two-minute drill at the end for a touchdown, playing with some some backups, some walk-ons. So that's notable as well. A lot of mixing and matching between the two teams. His touchdown pass was to Jake Thaw, who, uh, if that was a real game, would have been his first catch in his career, I believe. Um, walk-on kid, so good for him. But um, backup quarterback battle, I think they're still going to have a competition that goes into the fall between Davis Warren and Jack Tuttle. Both had their moments. Both also made some big mistakes with turnovers as well. Um, Benjamin Hall was kind of the kid everybody was talking about, the freshman early enrollee running back who looked really impressive. Uh, again, it's a spring game. It's it's against backups in a lot of cases, but 13 carries, 96 yards, one touchdown, and really most importantly kind of looked the part. So he was the biggest surprise from my standpoint. This is a kid that was a three-star. He didn't come in with much uh, hype or fanfare at all, but really showed that Mike Hart knows what he's doing on the recruiting trail with his evaluations and development in terms of uh, you know working with him over the last few months. But uh, there were plays made on defense. I still think they got to figure out who's that uh, second cornerback is going to be. Um, but they've got some good transfers that came in. Josiah Stewart at edge from Coastal Carolina, Ernest Hausman at linebacker from Nebraska. Both of those two guys look like they could be impact players this fall. So some good, some bad, some ugly, uh, as you would kind of expect in a spring game, but it was fun to see both sides out there and, uh, and competing. Blake Corum out there coaching, that sort of thing. So seems like they had fun with it, and tonight will be the dinner where the Mays team gets the steak and the blue team will be eating hot dogs. Wow. And does the blue team have to cook it for them, or is it done by <laughs> school personnel? I think they're headed to the Chop House, one of the finer downtown so, Ann Arbor. So the losing team has to go to the Chop House and eat hot dogs. No, I don't. I don't know if they get to even go. They probably oh. stay at the at the facility, and so the they, winning team will be headed to Chop. They, they have to hit the little mini grill they bought at Meyer out back of <laughs> Schenbeckler Hall. Who wants exactly. a dog? I think it's raining. Who wants a dog? The the buns are getting soggy. Exactly. That's why those guys wanted to win, man. And you saw that at the end there, if you were watching the, the two-point conversion where they roll the dice, I mean, you're not going to go to overtime in a game like that. So Mike Hart said it was a no-brainer, but he was the head coach of the Mays team. They go for two to take the lead at the end. It was Peyton O'Leary, who's another story of this game, too. Former walk-on wideout uh, who Jim Harbaugh was raving about last fall. He said he had a Cooper Cup-like training camp, and everyone was kind of like, okay, you know, it could be one of these guys Harbaugh really hypes up in terms of walk-ons. He likes to do it with some of the receivers, but uh, he was he was good. He looks like he could play. Six catches, 126 yards, and that game-winning two-point conversion. He's another guy that they're looking for some more you know wide receiver production. I wouldn't be surprised if he found himself at least in the rotation 
this year. But again, it's a spring game, so it's hard to hard to take too much out of it. But yeah, he he was able to come up with that catch from Davis Warren that got themselves a nice steak dinner. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com talking about the Michigan spring game from this past Saturday at the Big House. Harbaugh doesn't like to hype a lot of guys, but I think I read a quote from your story of one of the stories from Chris or Anthony at the Wolverine.com that Harbaugh is calling this team the best team he's had in his eight years at Michigan. He said in terms of the time of the year, with it being April 1st when he said it, um, that it's the best version of Michigan that he's seen in his eight years. And he said, you know, they could get complacent over the next few months. You know, he's not ruling anything out, but he's saying at this moment, uh, it's the most impressive group uh, that he's had. And it's hard to, to kind of disagree. I mean, I know they got injuries and, and it wasn't overly impressive, the product on the field on Saturday, but uh, I did an article with the, the long list of guys that were out. I mean, and once you're on the same team together and not split in half, That'll help as well. Uh, but you can just see the talent. You can see the depth. I think that's what he's referring to as well. Just the, the fact that the trajectory is, is looking so uh, – it's an upward trajectory. And um, so I think that's kind of what he meant there. He said that at a pep rally with fans there as well. So important to know that. But, uh, yeah, they had a nice little pep rally before the game, which was fortunate. Uh, it was indoors because the weather was not great. But um, I think he likes his team. I think he likes the talent. I think he likes what the future holds. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. So when they get back together uh, beyond off-season lifting and they go into the submarine and fall camp, uh, what are key battles to watch on both sides of the football and special teams for Harbaugh and Michigan? Yeah, a couple of them, one on each side. Uh, I would start with the offensive line and just kind of how things are going to shape up there. They they brought in three transfers this offseason. None of them really participated much in spring ball because a couple of them had offseason surgeries. One of them, Ladarius Henderson from Arizona State, will come in this summer. So just figuring out who the best five are, how they can fit together. Uh, there are so many different options. And uh, there's a guy, Giovanni Elhadi, who, I mean, I'm sure you remember, started a few games last year, looked really good as a sophomore uh, and he's probably, you know, barring injury, not going to see the field much this fall. He, he looked fantastic on Saturday, pulling, uh, you know, regular normal blocks, just a guy in front of him and pushing him back. Uh, there's so much depth on that offensive line. So it's not necessarily something to worry about, but figuring out the top five and where those will fit together is going to be something that Sharon Moore, offensive coordinator, line coach, is going to need to figure out along with Jim Harbaugh and the rest of the offensive staff. And then the defensive side – I thought one of the bigger disappointing things of the spring game was uh, just at corner, you know, we had heard so much about Amorian Walker, who they moved over from wide receiver this off season. And they're kind of looking at him as a guy that could, you know, he's got all the physical tools, six foot three, uh, just incredible shuttle times, three cone drills, that sort of thing. But can he put it together on the football field? Uh, and, and really Peyton O'Leary, the guy we talked about at receiver was kind of picking on him all afternoon long. So I think that's still a concern. Where are you going to look for that second corner opposite of Will Johnson? Are they going to look in the transfer portal again, which opens up on May 1? So that'll be something we'll be tracking as well. But uh, other than that, I mean, you're looking at a lot of depth, a lot of talent just about everywhere. I think the D-line is similar to the O-line where there's just a lot of guys that could shuffle in. Um, You know, and and so that's kind of what I'll be watching. Those two positions, offensive line and corner, how can they piece that together to make sure that those aren't 
weaker spots on the roster. What about special teams? Uh, I know you're going to look for that replacement for Moody. Kicker is a vital part of Michigan football. Uh, last year at times, early on, maybe too much a part of the offense. Uh, special teams, uh, from kicking to kick return to punting to punt return, uh, how strong will those units be? That's a great point because kicker is another spot that we'll definitely be watching. Uh, Jake Moody being there, you know, you almost took it for granted in a way and, you know, not, not downplaying, you know, how much love he got because he, he certainly got love from the Michigan fans and the coaches and everything else. But you almost take for granted having somebody that's that reliable money Moody, they called him. And uh, now you have Tommy Doman, who's a junior. He's been waiting around and learning from those guys that were the upperclassmen the last couple of years, but he hasn't kicked in a game yet. And, and you just never know. Uh, he looks promising. He, he had a, he's also working at punter and he had a couple booming punts and uh, in, in some solid punts, even into the wind on Saturday. So that was a good sight to see, but they also bring in a kid, Adam Samaha, local kid out of Ann Arbor Huron that will join the team this summer. And he can battle for the kicker job too. He's uh, extremely highly touted. So they have talent there to, to replace Jake Moody, but uh, is it going to be Jake Moody uh, type of production there? I mean, it's almost impossible to, uh, to uh, replace that. Jim Harbaugh called Jake Moody the best kicker in Michigan history and a legend. Uh, so it's just going to be hard to, to plug and play there. But I think if you can get enough, uh, then you won't have to be like you know Michigan State this past season where you're going for everything, even in the red zone and that sort of thing. Uh, you know, you just got to be good enough there. Um, the return spots, I'll be interested to see those as well. They didn't do any returns. They just fair caught everything in the spring game. So uh, guys like Roman Wilson, who didn't play a ton, and, uh, A.J. Henning, who was held out on Saturday, probably your returners at kick, uh, kick returner and punt returner, respectively, uh, and some speed there. But, yeah, those will be things to watch as well because special teams have been a big you know, part of Michigan's secret sauce over the last couple of years. Michigan's secret sauce, Clayton Safey, serving it up at the Wolverine.com kitchen. Follow everything, University of Michigan uh, football, uh, leading up to what should be a championship season at the Big Ten level and possibly again at the Big Ten level and also college football playoff. I think the pressure is to at least get to the championship game, uh, if not win it. Uh, before I let you go, uh, Hunter Dickinson, what's your prediction on what uniform he'll be wearing uh, this fall and losing Bufkin now to the NBA? Dickinson to the transfer portal and Jet Howard. Based on the way he played at Michigan, I still can't believe I looked at the latest CBSSports.com mock draft and NBA mock draft, and you know he's like eleven and one, twelve and another. I guess it's always on. Yeah, I, again, uh, I don't know if Juwan knows everybody or whatever. I, I don't see it, but you know, God bless him. It's America. Good luck. But no, Jed Howard, no Buffkin, no Dickinson. Transfer portal guys aren't going to go line up who are significant to go play when there's no one around them. Uh, you're, you're Juwan Howard off a year where expectations were not met. Chemistry seemed to be an issue. Coaching decisions, blown leads, and more. What is he going to do uh, to save the upcoming season? Yeah, well, now it's up to, you know, you lost the guy to the transfer portal. Hunter Dickinson might be the best player to ever enter. The portal, uh, which I've seen some national guys say it's only been around for five, six years, but, um, you know, it's pretty notable. Uh, now you're relying on the transfer portal to make sure that you have a turnaround here in next season. I mean, you're right. It was a disappointing year for Michigan, given the standards that are here last year. Uh, so they've got to turn it around. 
And, uh, you know, they're in on a few guys, but we'll, ha- we'll see how he pieces this roster together because you're not going to have that star to build around and, and try to convince guys to come play with that would have been with Hunter Dickinson. So that's, that's a big piece that you're missing right there. Uh, you lose your top three scorers. Uh, it's going to be a completely different-looking team on the court next year for Michigan. So uh, it'll be impressive if Jawan Howard can, can do it, but um, you know, there, there's a lot of work to be done over the le- next few weeks with the transfer portal. As for a prediction on where Hunter Dickinson will end up, I mean, the moment that Ed Cooley got that Georgetown job, uh, he really liked Ed Cooley in the, in the recruiting process but didn't really want to go up to Rhode Island and play for him there. Uh, as soon as he got that job, I, I thought – you know, if Hunter were to transfer, which, you know, wasn't totally off the table, it was a surprise, the timing and everything, but not necessarily that he did it. Uh, I thought that would be an option for him because he's from Alexandria, Virginia, right around the D.C. area. Uh, maybe would want to go home. You're also seeing today Maryland hires his former high school head coach, who was at Virginia Tech, now onto their staff as an assistant coach. So I think that could be a possibility. We may see Hunter Dickinson in the Big Ten next year. Um, but I think, you know, he said he's wide open, according to Jeff Goodman. So I think a lot of schools are lining up and uh, we'll see what he does. But I wouldn't be surprised if he goes home to one of those two schools, either Maryland or Georgetown. And uh, Maryland would be extremely fascinating because he'd come back to Chrysler next year. Mm. You know, for him to finish in another uniform after, well, what Juwan Howard, if you go back to the Wisconsin melee at the end of that game, when you kind of take the last, 14 months, give or take, of Michigan basketball. There's something just not right. And for Dickinson to bail on it instead of Juwan Howard being able to build around Dickinson with transfers, uh, something's backwards right now with Michigan hoops. Yeah, in that 14 months, I mean, what really has saved them, if they didn't go on that run to the Sweet 16 last year, it would look even more uh, bleak or, or, you know, those last two years would have been that much more disappointing but you're right and the weird the weird thing is too is how hunter dickinson did it i mean he hasn't even said anything publicly really about michigan or why he transferred or you know even a thank you that sort of thing look at caleb love from north carolina he goes all the way to the national title game last year you know turns out after this year he decides to enter the portal him and hunter are you know two of the more highly touted guys in there right now you know he sends out a thank you to north carolina that sort of thing so i it's just surprising the way he did it too it makes you wonder uh, from what we've heard as well, uh, some of the Michigan staff was caught off guard when they saw the news that, uh, you know, he was entering the portal as well. So not a great look. Um, and it, you know, makes you question a lot of different things and speculate on, you know, exactly what went down there. Clayton Safey, you can follow Clayton, Anthony Broom, Chris Ballas, and the crew 24-7 at thewolverine.com. Clayton, appreciate the updates on the Michigan spring game and Hunter Dickinson of Michigan basketball. Thanks for having me. Have a great week.